Hello and Chag Shavuot Sameach. Happy Pentecost. I'm Jonathan Bernis, President and CEO of Jewish Voice, and I want to welcome you to this very special program, Night of Promise. 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the first followers of Jesus as they waited in Jerusalem. The times were difficult then too, but in the midst of upheaval and change, God did something new, something miraculous. History was changed forever. Tonight, we're believing for another Pentecost in our nation and around the world. I'd like to welcome now my dear friend and co-host, a man who needs no introduction, Gordon Robertson, president and CEO of Christian Broadcasting Network. Shalom, Gordon. Hi, Jonathan. Greetings from Virginia Beach. We know that God's promise to us is to make all things work together for our good, even something as terrible as COVID-19. So we hope this evening ahead will fill you with encouragement, worship, and a reminder of some of God's great promises to you. Coming up, we're going to hear from many of today's Christian and Messianic leaders, Robert Morris, former Governor Mike Huckabee, Jonathan Kahn, Michael Brown, and many others have a special message for you tonight. We also have some tremendous music in store for you. Michael W. Smith, Jen Johnson and the Bethel Music Group, Aaron Schust, Marty and Misha Getz, and so much more. It's going to be an inspirational evening. Jonathan, I hope you'll first take a, take a, take a moment for us and tell us the significance of Pentecost for the Jewish people. Absolutely, Gordon. Well, tonight is truly an historic night. Shavuot, which means sevens in Hebrew, seven Shabbats, is the culmination of a 50-day countdown from Passover leading up to the first grain harvest. Now, it happens to be the wheat harvest, which is very significant because wheat is a foreshadow of souls in the New Testament. Anyway, it was an outpouring of God's provision for the people of Israel. Now, remember, they were farmers, and they needed the wheat for bread to survive. According to our ancient rabbi, Shavuot was also the day that God gave us the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. Now, Shavuot was so important, it was one of three pilgrimage feasts. That meant that the men of Israel had to journey to Jerusalem to worship God. That's why we're told in Acts chapter 2 that there were God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. They weren't there by accident. They were there by divine design. They were in the right place at the right time, just as I believe that you are tonight. And one other interesting point, Gordon, in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 7, it says that on Shavuot, you're to bring two loaves of bread for a wave offering to raise before the Lord. The usual offering is one loaf. Two loaves are a picture of Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah. It's a message of unity. So Pentecost is about unity and outpouring. And that's before Jesus ever came. Back to you, Gordon. He's making one new man. For Christians, Pentecost, it literally means the 50th. It's the 50th day. It's the seven weeks plus one day. 
And here's what the book of Acts records as to what happened on that day. You find it in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. We may seem divided, but tonight we can be of one accord. We can be of one place. We can be here together in this broadcast realizing that the day of Pentecost has fully come. Now, it's the tradition that the Torah was given on the day of Pentecost. For Christians, we know it's also the day that God poured out his Holy Spirit. He fulfilled Joel chapter 3, afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And that includes you and me. We get to enter into his spirit, the outpouring of the spirit, the division of languages that happened at the Tower of Babel is over. The separation from God is over. We get to be of one accord in him. We get to have fellowship with him and really enter into loving God with all our heart, loving one another as we love ourselves. So let's keep that in mind, that we can have this and we can have it every day. And now here are Joni and Marcus Lamb to remind us that you and I have been chosen to live in this significant period of time. Joni and I and the Daystar Television Network are thrilled to be a part of this worldwide effort to bless the land of Israel and to talk about the power of Pentecost. You know, the Holy Spirit is so relevant and so important in the world that we live in to understand that He is a person. And yes. the Bible says that He will lead us and guide us and direct us into all truth. It's important now more than ever for us to understand that it's His position on the, on the earth to draw people to Messiah. And I tell you what, this is an exciting time. It's a perilous time. Yes. But at the same time, it's an exciting time because yes, you've been is. chosen to live during this season so good, in John. all of time. And we've got to look to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, what would you have me do today? Who can I touch today? Who can I encourage? And above everything else, we've got to remember that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And we have the power of God operating within us that we can change the world. And so you be encouraged today. Is that a good word? It's a great <laughs> word. And Joni, I'm not Jewish. I don't know if I'll pronounce this correctly, but the Jewish feast of Shavuot is coming up to yes. commemorate the day of Pentecost. And I just thank God for the power of His Holy Spirit. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. Daystar would not e exist. And so we pray today Yes. for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. We bless the land of the yes. Bible. We love the nation of Israel and its people, the Israeli people and Jewish people everywhere. So we stand with you. We care about yes. you. We yes. bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Hi, I'm Misha, and this is my dad, Marty Getz. And this song we recently wrote and recorded tells the story of Mordechai and Esther who came together in a time of crisis to save and unite their people. We hope it inspires you for such a time as this. Who am I that I 
should find myself right here, right now. Who am I to try to save these lives some way, somehow? Can it be that you chose me, a girl? For such a time as this For such a time as this Are you our help? Are you our hope? At such a time as this Is there before you now a chance you dare not miss could it be you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this you and i know you're the one to go before the king So scared, not knowing what will be. If I should go, please tell my people I've one plea. Pray for me for such a time as
Thank you, Marty and Misha. Praise God. We are here. You are here for such a time as this. And one of the great promises of God is that he will send his Holy Spirit to revive and strengthen us. Pastor Samuel Rodriguez joins us now with insight into God's plan for his church in this hour. Samuel. I'm Pastor Sam Rodriguez. Pentecost. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit for such a time as this, what, do I, what am I believing? What am I coming in agreement with? The reality that we stand at the precipice of a new awakening. We are about to see a move of God like we've never seen before. The next thing to fill the earth will not be COVID 2021, 20, 22, or 23. The next thing by faith through Christ to fill the earth will be God's precious Holy Spirit. We're about to see an awakening that will make the Jesus movement look like an opening act. Get ready. It's Pentecost all over again. And through that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as Christ followers, as Christians, we stand committed to stand with the people of Israel, with Jewish people all around the world. This COVID-19 pandemic has egregiously impacted our Jewish friends, family members, brothers and sisters. Over 30% unemployment so many other negative outcomes because of this pandemic. Let us pray for Israel. Let us pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let us pray for an impermeable hedge of protection, a firewall against anti-Semitism around the world. And let us pray and not just pray, but give like never before to Israel and to Jewish people that right now are in need. Believe with me in the name of Jesus that this hard reset will take us back to what is truly essential. Let me tell you who is essential. The Holy Spirit. Pentecost, 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 not just 2,000 years ago. Come, oh Holy Spirit, come. Do it again, God. Do it again. Well, we all join in with do it again, God. Do it again. Well, you know him as the host of It's Supernatural. Sid Roth says the coronavirus is a game changer, and it has ushered in a new paradigm for all of us. Let's welcome Sid. Are you ready for a game changer, a new paradigm? It's going to happen this Pentecost. What happened at that first Pentecost? Peter, who had just denied the Lord three times, gets up and opens his mouth and a few paragraphs, and 3,000 Jewish people accept Jesus after the glory, after the fire of God had come upon him. And then he's walking down the street. If you could get up from under that glory, do you know what would happen? You'd be healed of anything. Everyone that got under that glory was healed of anything. What is going to happen when that glory comes upon you? It's going to change your whole paradigm for life, your whole paradigm for religion. Everything is about ready to change. Jesus saw this greater glory, 
in John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me will do the works that I do also, and he will do greater works than these because I'm going to my Father. Greater works than Jesus? That's what he said. It's that greater glory. Smith Wigglesworth, the great evangelist who's now in heaven, saw every miracle Jesus did. Then he had a vision of this greater glory that was coming. And he said, it's a hundred times more powerful, a hundred times than anything I've ever walked under. That's what is about ready to happen starting at Pentecost and really increasing come the first of the year, a little thereafter. How would you like God to be an enemy of your enemies and have everyone know it? That's what's about ready to happen. Who are your enemies? Your enemies are sickness, fear, depression, poverty, family problems. And that's just for starters. I'm going to pray this Pentecost will be historic for you. I'm going to pray for the greater glory to come upon you. Yes, Ed, we want to live under the greater glory of God. It's especially important in these days when our lives have changed so dramatically, yet God is faithful. Let's sing of the goodness of the Lord with Jen Johnson and Bethel Music.
During this COVID-19 pandemic, perhaps you're wondering, is there a prophetic significance to what we're experiencing? Jonathan Kahn, best-selling author of The Harbinger and The Oracle, says, yes, we are seeing prophecy fulfilled all around us. Shalom, this is Jonathan Kahn, and this has been the most dramatic of years. In the early spring of 2020, the nation of Israel was commanded by their leaders to stay inside their houses to be safe as a plague passed through the land. It's the first time in Jewish history that that ever happened since Egypt when God told the Jewish people to stay inside their homes to be safe as a plague passed over the land, and it all happened on Passover. And it wasn't just Israel. Most of the world was commanded by their leaders to stay inside their houses until the plague passed through the land, and it was all at the time of Passover. Never in human history has the whole earth been conformed to this Jewish holy day of Passover. And now we come to the next holy day on the calendar of Israel. If we witness such a powerful manifestation of the power of Passover throughout the land, throughout the world, could there also not come upon the world the power of the next Hebrew holy day, Shavuot, Pentecost? And if Passover has manifested through this crisis, could we not expect the power of Pentecost, Shavuot, to do likewise? And what is the power of Shavuot, Pentecost? The power of the Spirit, the power of the covenant, the power of the harvest, the power of the book of Acts, the power of the Holy Spirit. When I wrote The Harbinger, I put at the end that there were great shakings to come, and I gave a pattern of dates that most prominently points to the year 2020 as the next great shaking. For that reason, before these things happened, I was led to tell others before the year began that I believe it was going to be a year of shaking and even dark events, but that the ultimate purpose of the shaking was to give a chance that there could be a turning, prayer, intercession, repentance, and revival. So I told our congregation, Beth Israel, pray as never before for these things, for repentance, for revival. And so now the Lord has removed the distractions, given us more time, all of us, to come before him as never before, to intercede and to pray as never before for revival. This is our window. This is our chance. If my people who are called by my name, that's the scripture. We need to pray for the power of Shavuot in God, the, the Pentecost power of the Holy Spirit as never before. We need to seek and walk and live in the Spirit of God as never before. If we're serious about revival upon the world, we have to be serious once and for all about revival in our hearts and our lives and our walks. This Pentecost, Shavuot 2020, let's commit together to begin to seek the Lord as never before for the coming of the Holy Spirit on our lives, upon our congregations, upon our cities, our land, our nation, America, and the nations of the world, for the great outpouring of the Almighty and for the end time harvest. For it is time to seek the Lord. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their lamb. It is time for the latter rains. It's time for the outpouring of the power of the almighty God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's time for the harvest of the end times, that Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, will be lifted up and all nations will see the salvation of our God. This is Jonathan Kahn saying, Chag Shavuot, Happy Pentecost. Thank you, Jonathan. I believe we are living in the end time harvest. Right now, people everywhere around the world are crying out to God to see his salvation. The big question on everyone's mind is, God, how much longer until you rescue us? Well, it's the same question King David asked 3,000 years ago and one recorded in the Psalms. Here's David's prayer from Psalm 13. Make it your prayer, too.
it's kind of unreal right now. I said goodbye. Just a poppy poppy. Please don't leave me alone in this world. I just really need this to be over. He's actively dying. We didn't sign up for this. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, because he has dealt bountifully with me. He has dealt bountifully with me. Friends, what is the key for God to deal bountifully with us? Well, Mike Huckabee, former governor and host of The Huckabee Show, tells us that we can expect God to do something special in our lives when we humble ourselves before him. Let's welcome Mike. The Jewish calendar tells us that it's the day of Pentecost, but our hearts tell us it's indeed a time to expect God to do something special in our lives after a long season of upheaval, uncertainty, and difficulty. As we observe this ancient occasion, we do so mindful of the bond that has grown between Jews and Christians to stand on biblical foundations of the one true God and to join in praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the site of the Pentecost 2,000 years ago when the Holy Spirit descended upon those early followers of Jesus, who were all Jews. Not long afterwards, the city of Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans, but God's purpose was not destroyed. Now back in their ancestral biblical homeland, the Jews have returned to the land God promised, and we as Christian believers rejoice as witnesses to God's faithfulnesses to His promises. Our land has been broken not just by disease, but by corruption, deceit, spiritual rebellion, and a rejection of biblical truth. Our hope is not in a better economy, but a people renewed by God's reigning upon us in revival and restoration. That's what Pentecost is all about. And we pray for such a moment yet again. Now we realize it requires our honesty and transparency and our repentance from sin and selfishness. But God will hear and answer our prayers if we turn from our wicked ways to His ways. As a Christian in these times, I've been witness to God restoring the land of Israel and His blessing it with His favor. It's a land that I love, and I've visited numerous times, dating all the way back to 1973 when I was just a teenager. I've literally seen the desert bloom, and I've lived to see the dry bones come to life. I know that God can do that with our nation as well as our individual lives. I'm grateful to be a part of this historic and significant event that through the power of television can transmit the power of God and His promises to all nations simultaneously.
Thank you, Governor Huckabee. And still to come on this special program, Night of Promise, Kathy Lee Gifford, Robert Morris, Dr. Michael Brown, and music from Aaron Schust and Joshua Aaron. You don't want to miss a minute. Keep watching for more Night of Promise. You have it within your power right now to help hurting families in Israel. Will you answer the call on this sacred appointed day of Pentecost? There are three ways you can give. Call 1-800-700-7000 or visit nightofpromise.com. You can also text Israel to 80888 to give. Your generous gift of $150, $25 or any amount to Operation Blessing will go directly to saving lives and supporting the people of Israel. God has given His Word to you when you stand with Israel. I will bless those who bless you. God has promised you will be blessed as you bless God's beloved Jewish people. So call 1-800-700-7000. Go to nightofpromise.com or text Israel to 80888 to make your donation. The need is urgent because many in Israel are facing desperate need. So act now. So many people are fearful at this time because of the global pandemic, COVID-19. It has changed our world and our lives. We want to help build your faith during this trying time. So as a thank you for your gift of $25, $50, $100, or any amount to Operation Blessing, we will rush you your very own copy of The Transforming Word. These recorded scriptures will be a great comfort to you and will help you to overcome fear and anxiety. Be a blessing and be blessed. You can stand together as one with the families of Israel during this difficult time. Call 1-800-700-7000 to show your support. You can also go to nightofpromise.com to give online, or you can text Israel to 80888. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 is one of the great promises of God. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. God is ready to pour out his spirit on us. Paul Wilbur joins us now to help us prepare our hearts to seek his face. Hi, friends. This is Paul Wilbur at Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida. And we're believing that at this Pentecost, a breakthrough is coming all over the earth as we prepare ourselves to receive the word of the living God. It says in the Bible that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I will hear and I will heal their land. We offer this now as a presentation to the Lord for a breakthrough in your life as well.
Thank you, Paul, and Celebration Church. 
As we look to the Lord to do a work of revival in our hearts and in the nations of the world, Michael Brown is here to remind us that it all begins with repentance. Repentance prepares the way for revival. There's that amazing passage in Isaiah, the 40th chapter, Kol Koray, a voice cries out, Bamidbar Panderech Adonai, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And when that's taken up now in the New Testament, how is that way prepared? By the preaching of repentance, which is not just a change of mind, but a change of heart and life and direction. We turn away from sin and we turn back to God. Friends, when God is ready to send awakening, when God is ready to send revival, He prepares the way. He clears out the rubble by the preaching of repentance. Oh, it makes us uncomfortable. Oh, it hurts. It digs deep. But it's not because God wants to hurt us. It's because He wants to help us. He wants to get the junk, the crud out of our lives so there will be room for the presence, for the glory of God. Some of us in ministry, we need to repent of just being so busy of being so professional, of just knowing how to do it, and we've forgotten the presence of God. Some of us in our everyday lives, we've left our first love. The conviction of the Spirit comes because God is ready to pour out His Spirit on us. You know, in our modern gospel in America, we've turned things upside down. We preach, this is who I am, this is how I feel, and God is here to please me. No, it's the reverse. This is who God is. This is how He feels, and we are here to please Him. I believe God's ready to pour out His Spirit. I believe we could truly be nearing another great awakening, but what it means is repentance must begin with us. Repentance must begin with leaders, with individual believers, with the house of God. And as we cry out to God, as we turn away from our sin, as we turn back to Him, we will be visited by heaven. Repentance prepares the way for revival. Thank you, Michael. What an important word for us today. Repentance prepares the way for revival. And that's what our prayer for this season of Pentecost is, that we would see revival throughout the earth. Gordon, both of our organizations have been working to help the people of Israel during this COVID-19 pandemic. CBN has a news bureau in Jerusalem. Can you tell us what's happening in Israel right now? How are they dealing with this horrible virus? Jonathan, as you know, Israel has been hit hard by the coronavirus. They've seen huge unemployment numbers, and the government is spending billions in emergency plans to help the nation come through the pandemic. In order to get the economy moving again, Israel has begun lifting COVID-19 restrictions. Here's a report from CBN's News Bureau in Jerusalem. It's permitted to visit your close family members. It's permitted to visit grandpa and grandma. But I'm asking you still, don't hug, don't kiss, and don't touch. In addition to dropping the travel restriction, the announcement includes immediately opening certain businesses, including libraries, hotels, and nature reserves. Then on Thursday, malls, gyms, and open-air markets can open, and gatherings of up to 20 people, and weddings with up to 50 guests will be permitted. Israelis must still wear masks in public and practice social distancing. Children in grades 1 to 3 and 11 and 12 also return to school this week. The first wave of openings included salons, 
Salon owner Yaniv Hofi was elated to finally open his doors. It's wonderful. We waited a long, long time to be here, and it's fun. It's, it's a bit hard to put all the masks all the time, yeah. you see, but it's better than nothing. So. Natalie Cohen had challenges adjusting to her new equipment. It's not easy. I don't have any air. I'm like this from the morning. But I'm okay, praise God. We have work. That's the most important thing. Israel's unemployment has skyrocketed to 26% as the economy slowed to a crawl. Yaniv said it's about more than just the business. It's fun. Everybody's happy to be here. So I enjoy not only the work, also to meet the people. Chris Mitchell, CBN News, Jerusalem. Shalom from Jerusalem. We are so excited to be celebrating Pentecost with you from the city where it all began. 2,000 years ago, during the Jewish Feast of Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, Jews from all over the world came to Jerusalem. And it's there that just behind us, 120 Jewish believers gathered in the upper room. And that's where the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. And they took the gospel from Jerusalem to Judea to the ends of the earth. And that's where you come into play. You are a part of this story. And we know that in Judaism, the Feast of Shavuot celebrates the giving of the law, the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. And it's that same day that the Holy Spirit was given by God to his people. And isn't it amazing that in, in the book of Exodus, we know when the law was given, the children of Israel disobeyed and 3,000 people perished from a plague. And yet on that same day, thousands of years later, we see when the Holy Spirit was given, 3,000 people came to faith. Today, we have over 30,000 believers spread across all over Israel. And we get to work with ministries all over the land who are building the kingdom and spreading the gospel. And even in the midst of this coronavirus season, we've heard amazing testimonies of those who are coming to faith, getting baptized in the Mediterranean Sea, of, of ministries thinking of new ways of loving our neighbors in the midst of this crisis. Even though you can't be with us physically here today, we still want to invite you to partake in what's happening here. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and pray for what God is doing all throughout Israel. And as an encouragement to you, so many times the Jewish people have gone through a season of hardship, a season of exile, and God says in the midst of that season, I know the plans and purposes I have for you. And let that be an encouragement to your heart today. Wherever you are in the world, wherever you're watching this, in the midst of this coronavirus, in the midst of this season, God has good plans and good purposes for you. He's faithful to Israel and he's faithful to us as a people. And so we want to just pray Pentecost and Shavuot blessings over you from Jerusalem. This is Aaron Schust, praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Oh, daughters of Zion,
Though we've wandered like strangers To the ends of the earth I will send you a savior I will finish my work You have no other shepherd You have no other Lord Green pastures are waiting In Zion once more I will bring you back home I'll bring you back home Oh my children You will no longer roam Lost and alone in the night There is nothing could take you away once I gather you under my wings I will bring you all back home so we pray for the peace but look to the east for the sunrise is sudden and fierce every prophet and priest king in the city will look on the one day of peace we will mourn for the one we have pierced But don't fear, oh my daughters Or sons of Abraham I will wash you with water I will offer the lamb Though your sins were like scarlet They'll be whiter than snow I have always been with you I will never let go I will bring you back home I'll bring you back home, oh my children You will no longer roam Lost and Thank you, Michael, Vanessa, and Aaron. We all pray for the peace and protection of Jerusalem. With us now is nationally syndicated radio talk show host, Janet Parshall. She's here to tell us about some amazing things happening in Israel today. Hi, friends. This is Janet Parshall, host of In the Market with Janet Parshall, and I just want to take a couple of minutes to encourage you. It's very easy for us to be fearful right now. We're afraid of catching COVID-19 or passing it on, afraid for our families, afraid for the loss of our jobs. There'd be a lot of things that we could be afraid of. 
but we're not supposed to be afraid. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind, and we can trust him completely. So I want to encourage us to grab a hold of his nail-scarred hand and to trust him completely. And we can do that, by the way, through the power that we've been given through the great comforter known as the Holy Spirit. On this anniversary of Pentecost, 2,000 years ago, God poured out his spirit to his people. Those brothers and sisters who were Jews before they were Christians, the majority of them, likewise were living in difficult times, and likewise they could have been afraid, and in fact were afraid. But God loved them so much, he sent that constant companion. But I want you to pray particularly for our brothers and sisters in Israel, where that passing of the Holy Spirit took place. You know, they've suffered 30% unemployment. They've also been concerned about the transmission of the disease. But to their credit, once again, they're on the edge technologically. The word coming out of Israel is that they're very close to developing a vaccine that would eradicate COVID-19 once and for all. No surprise there. They've been leaders all along. And I'm very grateful that they led in the gospel. Salvation came by way of the Jews first before it was transmitted to the Gentile world. So I want you to pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters. Stand fast for them. Work against the discrimination that raises its ugly head, the anti-Semitism that's here once again. In the end, we know that that's nothing more, nothing less than spiritual warfare. The father of all lies, the accuser, the prince of this world hates the Jewish people because it's a reminder that we have a Jewish Messiah. Thank you, Janet. Israel's ingenuity is just part of another wonderful promise from God that was given twice to Abraham, once in, in Genesis 12:3, the other time in Genesis 22:18. And through your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. It's really amazing how God has blessed Israel with creativity and innovation. So many of the things that we use in our everyday lives we enjoy because of the work of Israel. Everything from drip irrigation to the technology behind the iPad. There's another important relationship between blessing and Israel. It has to do with one of the great promises of God found in Genesis chapter 12, uh, the same verse, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God's word is absolutely clear. When we bless Israel and the Jewish people, we will be blessed. This is a sure path to the favor and protection of Almighty God. Robert Morris of Gateway Church is here now to tell us how he has seen this promise of God fulfilled in his own life and church. 20 years ago, Gateway Church started, and God led me to do something from the very beginning of the church. The first thing that we did was we set aside 10% of everything that was given to the church for missions. But then I did something else. I set aside 10% of our missions fund to be given to bless Israel. We started that on day one of the church. And I also said to the person who was doing our finances and our books at that time, I actually want this check written on the first day of the month. We want to bless Israel first. You know, Romans 1.16 talks about that Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God and salvation to everyone who believes. But then he says something else to the Jew first, also to the Greek. So we started 20 years ago, blessing Israel first. And we've watched God 
give us the resources we needed because we were always concerned with blessing Israel first. When you think about it, everywhere Paul went, he went to the synagogue first. Jesus even said, I'm called to the house of Israel, to the lost sheep of Israel. I am so honored to be a part of this Shabbat time, Pentecost, we call it. It's a time when the New Testament church was born, but all of the leaders of that New Testament church were Jewish. And in our world today, many times we have forgotten our Jewish brothers and sisters, but there is a return to blessing Israel. There's a return to standing with our Jewish brothers and sisters, standing with them because we worship the same God. We worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Shalom from Jerusalem. Such an honor to get to worship with you right here from Jerusalem, from where the upper room is, the Last Supper. This is the traditional site. And I thought, what better place to come to uh, is right here where the Holy Spirit came down on Shavuot, on Pentecost. And I want to sing this song from Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity.
Ato, behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. I want to introduce another pioneer working in Israel among the Jewish people. Him and his wife, Ari and Sher Sukaram, have been pioneering for decades. Here's Ari now with his daughter, Shani, all the way from Israel. Shalom to all the viewers of this Pentecost Shavuot simulcast. I'm Ari Sokoram from Maoz Israel Ministries. We greet you from Jerusalem, Israel. We're celebrating Shavuot, Pentecost, meaning 50, 50 days from Passover. Remembering this is a time when first fruits were brought before the Lord in faith, that he would bless the efforts and bring forth a harvest and do miracles in the land of Israel and the nations. This is also a time of restoring what was lost. Fifty also represents the Jubilee. As God poured out his Holy Spirit in the first century, we believe the God of Israel would demonstrate his power once again in the land of Israel, bringing great revival. So please join us in believing for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Israel to bring about a mighty harvest, both in the natural and in the spiritual, as we proclaim that all Israel will be saved. It's my honor now to welcome the pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship. He fills stadiums around America proclaiming the good news of Jesus as Savior and Lord. Please welcome Pastor Greg Laurie. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here. You know, on the day of Pentecost, the church was born. And it seems to me right now that we're at a pivotal moment in human history where we have opened doors for the church like we've not had, at least in my lifetime. Yes, the doors of church buildings are temporarily closed, but the door for the church has never been more open. We have our Sunday services that we do online on the weekends. We call it Harvest at Home. Listen to this. Every Saturday and Sunday, we've been seeing 3,000 people make a profession of faith to follow Christ. It's like we're having a day of Pentecost every weekend, and we've been doing it for 10 weeks, and we've seen 50,000 people come to faith. This is exciting. I believe we're living in the last days. I believe that the Jewish people returning to their homeland and being established as a nation is a sign of the end times. I believe that the hostility toward the nation Israel and the rise of anti-Semitism is also a sign of the times. So to all my Jewish friends, know that I stand with you, your Christian friends stand with you, and we pray that God will use us together to touch our world, especially to my friends who are Messianic Jews, who know Yeshua, Hamashiach. I pray that God will give you a boldness like you've never known before. And as Peter stood up on the day at Pentecost and called people to faith, that we will do the same. It's an open door before us. Let's not miss it. God bless you all, and shalom. Still ahead, Kathy Lee Gifford, Pat Robertson, and special music from Michael W. Smith and Don Moen. Stay with us. You have it within your power right now to help hurting families in Israel. Will you answer the call on this sacred appointed day of Pentecost? There are three ways you can give. Call 1-800-700-7000 or visit nidopromise.com. You can also text Israel to 80888 to give. Your generous gift of $150, $25 or any amount to Operation Blessing will go directly to saving lives and supporting the people of Israel. God has given his word to you when you stand with Israel. 
I will bless those who bless you. God has promised you will be blessed as you bless God's beloved Jewish people. So call 1-800-700-7000. Go to nightofpromise.com or text Israel to 80888 to make your donation. The need is urgent because many in Israel are facing desperate need. So act now. So many people are fearful at this time because of the global pandemic COVID-19. It has changed our world and our lives. We want to help build your faith during this trying time. So as a thank you for your gift of $25, $50, $100, or any amount to Operation Blessing, we will rush you your very own copy of The Transforming Word. These recorded scriptures will be a great comfort to you and will help you to overcome fear and anxiety. Be a blessing and be blessed. You can stand together as one with the families of Israel during this difficult time. Call 1-800-700-7000 to show your support. You can also go to nightofpromise.com to give online, or you can text Israel to 80888. We are unified today, celebrating Pentecost, celebrating Shavuot for my Messianic Jewish brothers and sisters that the Holy Spirit was poured out to the Jew first and then to the Gentile so that all of us could be unified as one body lifting up the name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So I just want to encourage somebody out there, no matter what situation you're in right now, Jesus can visit you in your house. The Holy Spirit can be felt in your house. So as we worship together, as we share words of encouragement, I want you, my brothers and sisters in the Christian faith, to not forget about the promise that was given to Israel, to not forget about our Messianic Jewish believers, brothers and sisters in Christ from around the world that need our help in this time, especially in Israel, where this pandemic has hit very, very hard and unemployment is at 30%, I strongly encourage you to make a donation, to give extravagantly from your heart because we know that there is a blessing for those that bless God's chosen people, Israel. So grateful to be with you, excited to celebrate. This is a night of promise and the best is yet to come. God bless you. You're watching Night of Promise. Welcome back to this special program, Night of Promise. We're celebrating God's faithfulness to his church and to his chosen people, Israel. I'd like to introduce you now to someone who's been a great example to me and to the evangelical church in his support of Israel. And that's my father, Pat Robertson. In 1974, Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin was in charge of Israel. He was a noted general who had led the forces to recapture to the Temple Mount in the Great War. And I was privileged to interview him at his office in uh, Jerusalem. As I interviewed him, I said, Mr. Prime Minister, what would you want America to do? And he thought for a minute and he said, be strong, be strong. Well, I was so touched because Israel was alone in those days. The Arab oil embargo had just come upon the world and the nations were turning against Israel. And this nation was all alone. 
And here the prime minister was saying he needed a strong friend. And when I got through that interview, I went to the group that was with me. We were staying at the Intercontinental Hotel on the Mount of Olives. And as I addressed the group that evening, I made a vow. I said, whatever happens, CBN and those ministries that I'm in charge of will stand with Israel regardless of the consequences. Now that's been 35 or 40 years ago, however long it's been. But ever since that, we have kept that promise. And we have made a vow that we will stand with Israel and the Jewish people. And we still stand with Israel and the Jewish people. And they know that we as evangelicals are their friend. And so in this special time, I urge everyone who's listening to my voice, we must stand with God's holy people. Thank you so much. Amen, Pat. We thank God for faithful supporters of Israel. And now we have a very special treat for you. They're a remarkable music ensemble all the way from Israel called Makedim. Let's worship Yeshua together as we listen to Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. That was absolutely beautiful. Let's continue to worship the Lord together. The Nishmat prayer has been a part of the Shabbat service every Saturday for 2,000 years. We hope that these words will encourage and comfort you tonight. The soul of every living being shall bless your name, O Lord our God. You are God. And other than you, we have no king, redeemer, or savior. He who liberates, rescues, and sustains, answers and is merciful in every time of distress and anguish, who guides his world with kindness and his creatures with mercy. To you alone, we give thanks. In famine, you nourished us, and in plenty, you sustained us. From sword you saved us, from plague you let us escape, and from severe and enduring diseases you spared us. Until now, your mercy has helped us and your kindness has not forsaken us. Do not abandon us, O Lord our God, forever. By the mouth of the upright you shall be exalted. By the lips of the righteous you shall be blessed. By the tongue of the devout you shall be sanctified, and amid the holy shall you be lauded. Jonathan, we see those images of people around the world struggling amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The struggle is especially intense for Holocaust survivors living in Israel. I'd like to introduce you to Lydia, a survivor of the Nazi invasion of Ukraine. Lydia is a Holocaust survivor. She lives in Israel, where the forced isolation of the COVID-19 lockdown brings back tragic memories of her experiences during the Nazi invasion of Ukraine. I still remember the constant fear and hunger of those days. Lydia's mother gave herself up to the Nazis and was killed in order to keep Lydia and her brother safe. Then they spent the rest of the war hiding under the floorboards of her grandparents' home. We survived, but I can't forget what we went through. Lydia later moved from Ukraine to Nazareth. Israel is under strict quarantine rules to keep the COVID-19 virus from spreading. And Holocaust survivors are especially at risk. They can't leave their homes to get groceries. Operation Blessing is delivering vital food to them while taking every precaution to keep them safe. It's amazing you care enough to do all this for me. Thanks to the support of Operation Blessing donors, Lydia can have peace of mind knowing someone is there for her during this difficult time. It's really making a big difference in my life. Thank you. Gordon, how is it possible that Jewish people who once suffered so greatly in the Holocaust must once again struggle to survive in the twilight of their lives 
Many are unable to afford the simple necessities of life like food, eyeglasses, and dental care that they so desperately need. Their meager income goes to pay for their rent, their medicines, and simple bare essentials. Now we as followers of Jesus the Messiah must help these dear neglected people while we have a chance to act. You and I can communicate clearly that God has not forsaken them. Be a blessing and be blessed. You can stand together as one with the families of Israel during this difficult time. Call 1-800-700-7000 to show your support. You can also go to nightofpromise.com to give online, or you can text Israel to 80888. Keep watching for more Night of Promise. Welcome back. I hope you'll ask the Lord what he would have you do to support the Jewish people in their time of need. You'll be a blessing, and you'll be blessed. Still to come, Don Moen, Michael W. Smith, Bishop Ulmer, Joyce Meyer, Kathy Lee Gifford, and so much more. He's been called the most popular preacher on the planet. Pastor Joel Osteen joins us now from Houston, Texas. Tonight we celebrate Pentecost, the birth of the church some 2,000 years ago. What God started in Jerusalem, He will complete in even greater ways. I know many have concern over the pandemic. It's something we've never experienced. We see the economic world is shaken, people not able to go to work, our social lives shaken, having to stay apart. With all the fear and uncertainty, it's easy to get discouraged and wonder why this is happening. But I believe the shaking is not there to stop you, it's there to shift you. If you'll keep the right attitude, you'll see new opportunities, divine connections, breakthroughs. God uses these shakings to shift us where we couldn't go on our own. In Acts 2, the disciples were in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came like a rushing mighty wind. They were all filled with the Spirit. They were walking in favor and influence. But in Acts chapter 8, a man named Saul came along, and he hated these believers. He had them arrested and put in jail. The Scripture says Saul wreaked havoc on the church in Jerusalem. Their whole world was shaken. It's interesting that Saul came to Jerusalem and caused so much turmoil. Jerusalem means city of peace. What was a place of joy was now filled with chaos. I'm sure they thought, God, where are you now? Don't you see what Saul is doing? Just a few chapters earlier, God sent the rushing mighty wind. It's not like he couldn't have stopped Saul. He parted Red Seas. He closed the mouths of lions. He could have stopped him, but sometimes God will allow things to be shaken. He'll allow a Saul, a difficulty, an unfair situation, a pandemic. The shaking is not there to stop us. It's there to shift us. It's getting us in position to go to a new level. Nothing can happen to you without God's permission. He won't allow a difficulty if it's going to keep you from your destiny. God is still on the throne. He's ordering your steps. This shaking is not going to defeat you. It's setting you up for the new things God is about to do. Let me pray for you. Lord, we declare unity, a coming together of all people, every tribe and tongue. Just like the first Pentecost, we stand together as one. We declare out of this shaking will come a shift, a season of blessings, that we will see our best days are still ahead in Jesus' name. Thank you, Joel. 
Don Moen is one of the most beloved worship leaders and songwriters of our time. He's here now with a hunger in his heart for revival. Hi, friends. You know, my prayer as we celebrate Pentecost is that God would pour out his spirit upon the earth and send revival. I want to move from survival to revival. And my heart is hungry to see God do something new. Now, this is a new song I've just written that says, A hungry heart is what I bring to the table of my king.
Survival to Revival. I love that. Thank you, Don. Now, I want you to meet someone else who has a hunger in his heart for revival, and that's Jensen Franklin. He's the senior pastor of Free Chapel, a multi-site church in Gainesville, Georgia. Jensen, tell us what the Lord put on your heart tonight. Thank you so much, Gordon. Thank you, Jonathan. I am so honored to be a part of the Night of Promise to stand with you on this Pentecost celebration and remind ourselves the connection between the mighty nation of Israel and Pentecost, of how that it all started in an upper room in that holy city, Jerusalem, where God chose to pour out His Spirit on His chosen people, 120 gathered in that upper room, and it became a Pentecostal pandemic. Reach out today and say, Holy Spirit, Come into this house. Come into this family. You know, He can heal the divisions. He can take away the bitterness and unforgiveness. He can lift the depression, the fear, and the worry about the future. When the Holy Spirit is with you, He will come and He will give you that confidence, that boldness, that wisdom that you need to deal with the challenges of life. And I believe today that God has a special assignment that He is revisiting the earth like never before. And I'm so proud to stand with Israel and for Israel and believe with the nations of the world that in the last days, says God, I'm going to pour out my Spirit one more time. Just like He did on that first Pentecost, He's going to pour it out and it's going to spread and it's going to spread to your children and your children's children, and we're going to see a mighty wave of wonder hit the earth one more time. God bless you. Thank you, Jensen. We all pray that God sends the spirit of revival. We want to take you now to the Sea of Galilee, where they are experiencing a blessing from God that they haven't seen in years. Take a look. For the first time in 20 years, the Sea of Galilee is nearly full. We are very excited because of this, uh, because of this fact. And um, it's very good for all of us around the lake, the Sea of Galilee, for the agriculture, for the farmers, for the tourists, for everybody. The rise in the Sea of Galilee over the last two years has been remarkable. After five years of drought, 
It's risen about 18 feet in 2019 and 2020. I'm thrilled. I mean, we still treat it as our lifeline, although we don't drink the water out of the sea anymore. And every time I see a full lake, it's like I want to sing, I want to cry out of joy, and I keep amazed by the grace of God. Israel has had more years of drought than rainy years. During the five droughted years, we had a very severe problem with the Sea of Galilee, and we stopped almost completely pumping from the Sea of Galilee. We wanted really to recover the Sea of Galilee as much as possible. The lake used to be one of three of Israel's main sources of drinking water. Then years of little rain coupled with growing demand prompted Israel to take other action. Israel is uh, closing the gap with desalination, with recycling water, with conservation, technologies, education, whatever we can. Before last year's rainy season, the shoreline looked like this. It had been dry so long trees grew along the banks. Now they're underwater. Each year, about a million tourists visit this biblical lake, or Kinneret as it's called in Hebrew, but not this year. Unfortunately, because of the virus, it's empty. And it's this time of the year, we expect it to be filled with many tourists, with many Israelis. Everybody come to have fun in this uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful lake. Even Israelis weren't allowed to visit the shore until restrictions began to be lifted. In March, just before the travel ban, CBN News spoke with a tour guide and a visitor here. It's fantastic. I'm stunned. It's the first time that I came back to the Sea of Galilee since it has risen so far, and I haven't seen it like this in years. It's an amazing privilege to be where Jesus was and to go out, especially on a boat, and watch the sunset over a place that I've read in the scriptures so much about, and then to be able to see it. The lake is currently less than five inches from the red line full marker, but the rainy season is over until next October. And each summer, the water level drops by four to five feet from evaporation. Israelis are already praying for another rainy winter next year and hoping for a return of the tourists to enjoy it. Julie Stahl, CBN News, The Galilee. The heart of the Jew is Jerusalem. Is only king. The heart of Jerusalem, the Messiah is only king. And when the soul of a Jew he brings, peace to the city he brings.
Thank you so much, Joel Chernoff. Many of you remember him from Lamb in the 1970s. So great to hear from you. We are so grateful to God for the many people who have come together tonight for this remarkable celebration of Pentecost. You know, another great promise of God concerns our coming together in unity. Psalm 133 tells us, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, for there the Lord commands a blessing. Here to encourage us now in our unity is Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. I stand today representing not only the African-American community, but the Church of Jesus Christ to affirm that we continue to stand together. We've stood together historically. Many of us know that famous picture where Dr. Martin Luther King was locked arm in arm with Rabbi Heschel and that march in Selma and they stood as symbols of unity against injustice. Some of us know that when NAACP was formed, it was a partnership of leadership between Jewish leaders and African-American leaders in this ministry, in this organization that has fought for equality down through the years. We've stood together experientially. We both know the horrors of slavery and persecution simply for who you are, simply for how you look. We've seen generation after generation, even yet today, suffer unjustly because of who we are. We've stood together biblically for the church of Jesus Christ on the, on the day of Pentecost as, we, as, as the church was released. There were Africans there. There were African Jews there. And the power of the Spirit of God was sent into the uttermost parts of the world to change the world. We stood together and we've seen God biblically have his hand on a people that began back in Genesis where God promised Abraham, I will bless the nations through you. The nations will be blessed through the Jewish people of this world. 
the world will be blessed by the church that began as a Jewish people as the world is changed as we come together. I declare unto you that if Christians and Jews ever come together, the world can change. Thank you, Bishop. Tonight is a call to unity, and Chris Hodges has been working to bring Christian leaders from all over the world together to pray for the eradication of the coronavirus and worldwide revival to begin at Pentecost. Here's Chris now. Hi, I'm Chris Hodges, pastor of Church of the Highlands and one of the founders of ARC, the Association of Related Churches. And I want to thank Rabbi Burness and Gordon Robertson for inviting me to be a part of this Pentecost special. You know, over 2,000 years ago, God birthed his church on Pentecost. And today we're believing for another Pentecost in our nation and around the world. I want to encourage you right now to unify your heart with the Jewish and Christian believers around the world and to pray like never before. Now is our opportunity to be united just as they were in one accord on that original Pentecost. In fact, would you join me right now in prayer? Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Your son Jesus prayed that the church would be one, and we pray for that today. We raise our voices together that the coronavirus plague be eradicated and your kingdom to be advanced. We ask for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on your church and the world we are called to reach. Just like that first Pentecost, grant us boldness that we need to, to clearly proclaim your word with power and confidence. Lord, send a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to embolden the church to proclaim the message of the gospel. We pray this in the name of your dear son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Chris. With us now is one of America's favorite speakers and Bible teachers. She's a best-selling author and the leader of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Here's Joyce Meyer with a word for you and for your life right now. Well, Pentecost is tonight, and it's a wonderful, wonderful time to celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think we all would agree that we need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit throughout the world and really a great time of revival. And so I want to talk to you today a little bit about unity because when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, He gives us the power to do whatever God wants us to do. Jesus promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you always. And He sent the Holy Spirit to represent Him when He went to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. So we not only have the Holy Spirit with us, but He lives in us. And He lives in us so we can not only enjoy Him and enjoy His presence, but also have access to strength and ability, power, to do whatever it is that God asks us to do. And unity is something that's very important to God. It should be important to us. And Psalm 133.1 says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. We have so much more power when we get along than if we're fighting all the time. And so I want to read you a scripture in Mark 11, 24 and 25. It says, for this reason I'm telling you that whatever you ask for in prayer, trust and believe confidently that it is granted to you and you will get it. And I love that. It says, believe that you have it and you will get it. So there's a time of waiting and that becomes a time of testing. 
But then he also goes on to say, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, let it drop, leave it, and let it go. As a result of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, we have the power of God available to us to help us completely forgive anybody who has hurt us. And I can't think of a better thing to do as a way to celebrate Pentecost than to forgive anybody that you're angry at or anybody that has hurt you and begin to do what God asks us to do, to pray for them. And I believe that as we do that, there's gonna be an increase of power around the world in the church and in God's people. So I encourage you to forgive. You have it within your power right now to help hurting families in Israel. Will you answer the call on this sacred appointed day of Pentecost? There are three ways you can give. Call 1-800-700-7000 or visit nidopromise.com. You can also text Israel to 80888 to give. Your generous gift of $150, $25, or any amount to Operation Blessing will go directly to saving lives and supporting the people of Israel. God has given His Word to you when you stand with Israel. I will bless those who bless you. God has promised you will be blessed as you bless God's beloved Jewish people. So call 1-800-700-7000. Go to nightofpromise.com or text Israel to 80888 to make your donation. The need is urgent because many in Israel are facing desperate need. So act now. So many people are fearful at this time because of the global pandemic, COVID-19. It has changed our world and our lives. We want to help build your faith during this trying time. So as a thank you for your gift of $25, $50, $100, or any amount to Operation Blessing, we will rush you your very own copy of The Transforming Word. These recorded scriptures will be a great comfort to you and will help you to overcome fear and anxiety. Be a blessing and be blessed. You can stand together as one with the families of Israel during this difficult time. Call 1-800-700-7000 to show your support. You can also go to nightofpromise.com to give online, or you can text Israel to 80888. You're watching Night of Promise. Well, welcome back. There's still more to come. Still ahead, we'll hear from Kathy Lee Gifford, Michael W. Smith, and so much more. But first, perhaps one of the greatest of God's promises is that He promises to hear us when we pray and that He'll answer us from heaven. King David reminds us of that promise in Psalm 20. Here it is for you now. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. we will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. 
May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, may the King answer us when we call. She's a four-time Emmy Award winner, a playwright, producer, singer, songwriter, and actress, Kathy Lee Gifford, and she just so happens to be a Jewish believer in Jesus. Kathy is here now with a special Shavuot greeting for you. Hi, everybody. Kathy Lee Gifford here. Happy Shavuot to all of our Jewish friends. Happy Pentecost to our grafted-in uh, Christian friends into the, the Jewish world, the Jewish culture, the Jewish faith. I'm so glad so many of you are starting to understand the beginnings of our faith, understanding that we are all from the same God, per one, at same patriarch, Abraham. Back to the very first Shavuot, which was 3,000 years ago as Moses led the Hebrews out of captivity under Pharaoh in Egypt after 400 years of captivity and slavery and led them through the wilderness on their way to the promised land that God had promised Abraham. Moses went up to the top of Mount Sinai and he came down with the Torah, the five first books of the Jewish Hebrew Bible, basically, scriptures, and the Ten Commandments. That was this, one of the single most important days in the history of the Jewish people and the Jewish faith. It's where word and spirit came together. God delivering his word, his perfect word, inspired by and delivered by his spirit to the people. Now go a thousand years later and 2,000 years ago, and what has happened? The Messiah has come in the form of Jesus, Yeshua. He has died on Passover. Two days later, he's resurrected. And then Jesus appeared to them in the resurrected form afterwards. There was still great amount of concern and fear about what are we gonna do now? And so they're hiding again, maybe not as hiding in fear as they were when Jesus first appeared to them after his resurrection, but they're in the upper room, that same place. Uh, where they'd had the Last Supper. And it starts to shake. It starts to shake. And what happens? These images of, of tongues on fire descend. And, and all of a sudden, the spirit of, again, again, it's the word and the spirit being delivered. They get words. They get, they're speaking languages they've never learned. They're, they're, their tongues are on fire with the word of God. They're so excited. They, they leave that room, which is not far from the steps that lead up to the Temple Mount. And what happens? They're speaking in tongues and people are going, wait a minute. There's 500,000 to a million people there in, is, in uh, Jerusalem for this festival, Shavuot. And people are recognizing their own, their own tongues, their own national languages. Other people are scoffing as usual and go, oh, they're drunk. There's those crazy, those crazy followers of that, that weird guy. But Peter stands up and goes, oh, no, 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 no. It's nine o'clock in the morning. They're not drunk. And he delivers a sermon that is so empowered. Again, the word being manifest. 
by the by the spirit of God and the and the and the inspiration of the God in Peter's heart. And what happens? Three thousand believers come to know Yeshua, the Messiah, that very day. That's why we celebrate Shavuot in our Jewish culture and Pentecost. Pentecost actually means fifty in Greek. It was fifty days since Passover. And it was seven weeks for Shavuot. God always shows up right on time. Happy Shavuot. Thank you, Kathy Lee, for your love and support of Israel. Well, Jews for Jesus has been a leader in sharing the good news of the Messiah with the Jewish people for decades. With us now is David Brickner with a specific request for prayer for Jews around the world during this time of celebration. You know, there's a rabbinic tradition that while Moses was on Mount Sinai, all of Israel fell asleep at the foot of the mountain. And so ever since then, in order to atone for our falling asleep, we've been required on that evening to stay up all night long studying the scriptures, studying the Torah. And you know, as I do, that the Bible tells us that his word does not return unto him void. So as we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as we pray for our people Israel celebrating Pentecost, let us pray together, joining hands around the world, that by that Holy Spirit given so long ago, God would ignite the minds of all Jewish people studying his word to come to know him, to draw near to him, to have a close relationship with him because of his word coming alive in their minds and in their hearts. What a wonderful night of promise we can spend together with our Jewish friends and neighbors praying that his word become alive in fulfillment of the hope of the very promise of God. Let's do that. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for God's work among Jews and Arabs in the land. Let's celebrate this night of promise, Shavuot, the Hebrew name, Pentecost. God bless you and shalom. Thank you, David, and God bless you in the ministry of Jews for Jesus. Well, Michael W. Smith is a multi-platinum artist, best-selling author, Grammy, Dove, and American Music Award winner, and has ministered to people around the world through his music. He's here now to remind you that your God is a waymaker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, and a light in the darkness, no matter what we face in the world today. Here's Michael W. Smith. Hey everybody, Michael W. Smith here. Uh, just reaching out to encourage you. We are living in wild times. Uh, at the same time of so much uncertainty, uh, God is on the move. He's in the middle of it, probably on more levels than we can ever dream or imagine. Um, so I'm just here to encourage you. Keep the faith, stay the course. Thought I'd share a song with you that's near and dear to my heart. May it encourage you and lift you up during this time. God bless you. Worship you, I worship you. You 
Have it within your power right now to help hurting families in Israel. Will you answer the call on this sacred appointed day of Pentecost? There are three ways you can give. Call 1-800-700-7000 or visit nidopromise.com. You can also text Israel to 80888 to give. Your generous gift of $100, $50, $25 or any amount 
to Operation Blessing will go directly to saving lives and supporting the people of Israel. God has given His Word to you when you stand with Israel. I will bless those who bless you. God has promised you will be blessed as you bless God's beloved Jewish people. So call 1-800-700-7000. Go to nightofpromise.com or text Israel to 80888 to make your donation. The need is urgent because many in Israel are facing desperate need. So act now. So many people are fearful at this time because of the global pandemic COVID-19. It has changed our world and our lives. We want to help build your faith during this trying time. So as a thank you for your gift of $25, $50, $100, or any amount to Operation Blessing, we will rush you your very own copy of The Transforming Word. These recorded scriptures will be a great comfort to you and will help you to overcome fear and anxiety. Be a blessing and be blessed. You can stand together as one with the families of Israel during this difficult time. Call 1-800-700-7000 to show your support. You can also go to nightofpromise.com to give online, or you can text Israel to 80888. Keep watching for more Night of Promise. What a fantastic evening we've had. I hope it's been a great encouragement to you and a wonderful refreshment to your spirit. And I hope God has used our time together to inspire you to pray for Israel and the Jewish people. The nation of Israel is facing incredible challenges today. The COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in huge unemployment numbers and has brought an even greater threat to its national security. We're asking you to please reach out with your love and support and bless the Jewish people tonight. It has been an awesome time together, and we're signing off on our broadcast program, but the celebration continues online. You can download the CBN Family app to watch our extended program or go to the Jewish Voice Facebook page, CBN News Channel, or YouTube channel, and there's more music, messages, and inspiration for you there. You're watching Night of Promise. Psalm 89, verse 34 says that God is a covenant-keeping God, and He will not alter that which has gone forth out of His lips. He's a sovereign God. In very uncertain times, God is certain. And as we step into this supernatural miracle-working time, this divine appointment, Pentecost, we know that God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Maybe our world has drastically changed personally, or globally, but God has a plan and that plan is always working. And just like in Acts chapter two, on the day of Pentecost, when they came together in Jerusalem, Jerusalem means a place of peace. It literally means a place of safety and protection. God has safety and protection for you. God has peace for you in the midst of all the turmoil, in the midst of all the chaos where the enemy would want to bombard you with fear. Understand that this is a supernatural, divine, miracle working night that God has for you. They were also in an upper room. It's interesting because the word upper room is compared to Noah's three story. And it literally means above beyond and over. What it means is God has something above pandemic, above fear, above economic crisis, above every, everything that the enemy would come against you with. And they were in one accord. 
they were in unity. Psalm 133 says, how blessed it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the oil that flows from the head to the very soul, the, the feet of Aaron's robe. Listen, God is doing something supernatural as we come together during this time because the enemy misstepped and miscalculated once again. He discounts the power of the church that we recognize we have so much more in common than we do our differences. And there is a remnant that has arisen and there is revival and an awakening and a suddenly that's getting ready to come to you, to your family, to your community, to your nation, and I believe to the world. That the greatest outpouring of God's spirit is being fulfilled right now. And what the enemy meant for bad, God certainly is turning around for good for those of us that love him and are called according to his purpose. So I want you to celebrate this night as a supernatural divine appointment with God and give Get ready for your suddenly, in the wink of an eye. God can shift everything. God will turn it around and restore everything. He is a faithful God. And so on this Pentecost, we honor you, God. And we thank you right now for supernatural divine turnaround in the name which is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. Expect your suddenly. Greetings and shalom from Jerusalem, the city of our God. As we celebrate this telecast together, Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, 2,000 years ago, Pentecost, Shavuot was celebrated as we worship the King, Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus, who was resurrected from the dead and poured out his spirit upon the first body of believers in Jerusalem, Jewish people. But today, revival is occurring. And as you join together with us, Christians throughout the nations, with the Jewish and Arab believers of the nation of Israel, we can raise up a banner and we can trust God for a new outpouring to stand together, to pray for Israel and to be expectant in our hearts as we say Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.
I'm Lance Wall now. I'm so happy that the Christians are celebrating Israel. You know, this is my family in Israel. I don't know if you know this, but I actually have Israeli family. These are my nieces and nephews. And that's my sister, Joyce, who is Israeli. And uh, that's my wife, Annabelle, from Philadelphia. And look at these smiles here. So lovely. It was amazing to me about this part of uh, the family is that they are so ebullient and so victorious because bomb sirens can go off at any moment of the day or night. And they're conditioned to living with this kind of uh, trauma and anxiety. It's very normal for them. I remember when I was uh, seeing my nieces and they're all carrying machine guns because they all work part-time. Like many of them have to do service in the military. And I said, how do they do this? Well, they're resilient because they love their freedom. And this is something America's got to recover again. The resilience, not to be fragile, not to be so easily broken. I talked to one of my Jewish friends. He said, Lance, are you aware of the fact that Passover this year, which for us would have been uh, April, I guess 16th would be Easter. He said, this is the first time the United States, Israel, that we as the Christian community and the Jewish people both had to experience Passover, not just observe it. So that means that the Jewish people were required to be indoors. And the Christians in the United States, we were in our homes praying for the plague to pass over. This wasn't just a date in history, it was the experience of Passover. And so, of course, we wonder what's going to happen at Pentecost. What will happen? We're coming up to May 31st. And the question is, will that upper room gathering that was there in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, Will that be our experience that we will have a fresh infusion of the power of the Holy Spirit into the church around the world? And just as Passover was experienced, will Pentecost be experienced? We think so. You know that Israel in, uh, in uh, 1948 became a nation legitimately. And, and 70 years later, Donald Trump in 2018 recognized Israel, its capital in Jerusalem. And at that time, the United Nations went to a vote you know, the Israeli, the Jewish people have not always had friends around the world. And in that vote, there were only nine countries that voted for them. It was Guatemala, Micronesia, Toga. I looked at the population aggregate of all those countries. It comes out to the size that could fill Topeka, Kansas. It wasn't a large group. But with the United States, it was enough. There were some 130-some nations that voted against the resolution. And still Israel carried the day. Their capital in Jerusalem, the experience of Passover, the experience of Pentecost on the horizon. May we pray that we do have an outpouring of God's Spirit and let's tap into the favor that comes to nations that love Israel. This president has done a lot for Israel. We've stood with Israel. I believe we can draw on that bank account now and believe God to heal our land. And I wanna welcome another guest joining us all the way from Jerusalem. 
He's a dear friend, and he manages, among other things, the TBN studio there. Uh, born in Israel, an actual Sabra, please welcome Samuel Smadja. Tonight, we gather as a night to honor Israel, as a night to stand with Israel, and I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to pray that the people of Israel will remember the God of Israel, that they will remember the miracles that God did to the people of Israel when they left Egypt, that they will remember that the same God that took them out from Egypt is the same God that brought them here to Jerusalem, and that they will turn back to God, that they will turn back to Him and that they will understand that they will be reminded what was the reason that God elected the people of Israel to be a nation of priesthood, to be a light to the nation, let us all pray that Israel will, came, will enter into the, her destiny in the plan of salvation for the rest of the world. Let us pray for the salvation of Israel. Let us pray that the God of Israel will remove the veil from the people of Israel. I want to encourage you to be a voice. I want to encourage you to stand with Israel. I want to encourage you to support the cause of Israel, no matter how you come. First of all, by prayer, by support, by proclaiming, by defending whichever way you feel God is leading you. Thank you from Jerusalem, and Shalom Shalom, and Chag Sameach, we say in Hebrew, Chag Shavuot Sameach, Shalom from Jerusalem. Thank you so much for joining us for this Night of Promise, and tonight we are standing with Israel. We know that Israel is the Holy Land, and TCT enjoys taking people over to see Israel every year. And even right now, uh, with times being so uncertain, we know people are fearful. We know that travel restrictions and different guidelines uh, are affecting so many people. People have been affected not only through sickness, through financial issues, and, and so much more right now. And even though we may be focused on ourselves, we know that Israel is going through a very tough time as well. Many are unemployed there uh, as they are an economy that's based a lot around uh, tourism. And so right now we are standing with Israel and I ask you to stand with Israel. And even though things may seem like we don't know what's going on, like they're out of control, I want you to know that God is still in control. This did not catch God off guard, and if we keep our focus on Him, He will help us through this. And so right now I want to bring you a word of encouragement, but I also want to encourage you to be standing with Israel during this time. And we're going to take care of each other. So I want to thank everyone that's been a part of this. I hope you're blessed, and I hope that you can do something to join with us. As right now we're saying, we're going to be there for Israel. We're going to bless Israel knowing that God has promised that he will also bless us. So thank you so much for being with us. And now is the time to do something. Thank you so much for being a part. God bless. You're watching Night of Promise. What did the first church know that few believers in Messiah know today? They understood Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified. I'd love you to meditate on this every day till it happens. May God grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory 
to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in your inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Messiah, through your faith, get this, not through your experience, not through what you see, but initially through faith, through believing God's Word over anything that's ever happened to you, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make His permanent home in your heart. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints the experience of that love, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Messiah, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. You may have the richest measure of the divine presence, the glory, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. May the glory of God come upon you in Yeshua's name. Welcome to the Night of Promise. I'm Apostle Wayne T. Jackson, the founder and the CEO of the Impact Television Network, servicing over 88 million homes throughout the United States, the largest African-American Christian television network in our nation. I'm so glad that you are here today because we're here for a good cause. You know, 2,000 years ago, there was a wonderful thing that happened. 120 believers were in the upper room at Jerusalem and the promise of the Father fell on them when they were all with one accord. You know, that was a phenomenal event that happened because that was the birth of the New Testament church. And I am so glad that we have here on the night of promise, both Jew and Gentile, both Jewish believers and Christian leaders standing together with Israel. God made a promise to Abraham and he said that whoever bless you, Abraham, I will bless them. And tonight, during this pandemic and things that we're going through, you know, there's a brighter hope, there's a brighter time. And I believe that tonight we can stand with Israel and make a change. I'm asking you to do this. I'm asking you, first of all, to pray for Israel. When we pray for Israel, we are doing what God has called us to do. When we pray for Israel, there's a blessing that comes upon our lives and there's a blessing that comes upon the lives of those, amen, who are around. Let's stand with Israel together and less support on this Pentecost night. God bless.
and his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and As we celebrate this year's Pentecost, I just wanted to bring you some words of encouragement. About five, six months ago, a friend of mine and I were out and we were talking about how our nation had turned its back on God and how people, things were going good and people don't reach out then. And he goes, yeah, Mike, you know what? He said, it would take like the Great Depression to bring people back to God or to, you know, something bad like that to happen. And I said, no, I said, in the Great Depression, I said, I believe they had God. Everyone was fit, praying for physical things like food and shelter and so on. And I said, we have something better. Me being a former addict, at the way addiction has, was just everywhere, addicts and their families, I said to him, I said, they're looking for hope. And I said, we have an opportunity here for the greatest revival to, be, to reach out to them and say, here, Jesus is the hope. Well, then we all know what happened. This pandemic hit. And now that's like that just magnified a thousandfold. And I believe that right now this is the opportunity in history for the greatest revival ever. It's people that are living in fear, they're at home, they're afraid. And the ones of us that, you know, that have peace, that have that peace, that have, that have kept the faith. And, and uh, we need to be witnesses to them. We need to reach out to them and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Um, you know, 2,000 years ago when the Holy Spirit came down during the Pentecost and the first, that for the first time, you know, this is our hope. This is where we're at. And everyone needs to take this time, reach out to a friend, reach out to someone. This is the time that they're open to. They're open for hope. They're open to listen. This is the time we all need to get together. 
and and uh, I encourage everyone right now to know we get through this. We've got to stand with Israel through this. We have, uh, and it's we come out the other side. It's going to be so amazing. I know things firsthand um, that I will tell you right now. This should encourage everyone. I know things that are coming that are going to be so amazing for the world, for for the U.S., for Israel, for all of us. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be. We're going to look back and say, "Wow." We were part of the greatest revival in history. God bless you all. Today, as men and women around the world are celebrating with us through this historical broadcast, I want to remind you of a couple of things that transpired in Scripture when men and women stand with Israel. In 1 Kings chapter 5, Hiram, a Gentile king from Lebanon, partnered with a Jewish king, Solomon, by floating cedars from Lebanon down into Israel so that Solomon could complete the temple exactly the way that God prescribed. When the temple was completed, supernaturally the glory of the Lord filled the temple so that the priests themselves could not stand and minister. I'm convinced that when people of the nations partner with Israel, the glory of God is present for all to see. In the New Testament, a Gentile centurion named Cornelius partnered with Israel in a supernatural way. Acts 10 says that Cornelius prayed and gave, and the angel of the Lord showed up and said, Cornelius, your prayers and your giving have ascended like a memorial to God. You see what captures God's attention? A Gentile man standing with Israel and supernaturally at the end of Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, a Gentile man, and his household are filled with the Spirit. The Lord comes down just like he did on Pentecost. He comes down to a Gentile home, fills them with the Spirit, and the gospel goes to the nations of the earth. Tonight, we are asking for the Hirams and the Corneliuses of this generation to arise. Will you be a Hiram? Will you be a Cornelius? Will you stand with the nation of Israel by praying and by giving? At God TV, we pledge to continue to make Israel central in all of our programming. And according to Isaiah 62, we pledge to be watchmen on the walls of Israel, giving God no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. You have it within your power right now to help hurting families in Israel. Will you answer the call on this sacred appointed day of Pentecost? There are three ways you can give. Call 1-800-700-7000 or visit nidopromise.com. You can also text Israel to 80888 to give. Your generous gift of 100, 50, $25 or any amount to Operation Blessing will go directly to saving lives and supporting the people of Israel. God has given His Word to you when you stand with Israel. I will bless those who bless you. God has promised you will be blessed as you bless God's beloved Jewish people. So call 1-800-700-7000. Go to nightofpromise.com or text Israel to 80888 to make your donation. The need is urgent because many in Israel are facing desperate need. So act now. So many people are fearful at this time because of the global pandemic, COVID-19. It has changed our world and our lives. 
We want to help build your faith during this trying time. So as a thank you for your gift of $25, $50, $100, or any amount to Operation Blessing, we will rush you your very own copy of The Transforming Word. These recorded scriptures will be a great comfort to you and will help you to overcome fear and anxiety. Be a blessing and be blessed. You can stand together as one with the families of Israel during this difficult time. Call 1-800-700-7000 to show your support. You can also go to nightofpromise.com to give online or you can text Israel to 80888. I'm Stephen Strang from Charisma, and I'm so honored to be a part of this great Night of Promise. It's an honor. You know, Charisma Magazine started in revival. It was the era of the Jesus Movement and of the Charismatic Movement, especially in the Roman Catholic Church. And over the years, we have been covering what the Holy Spirit is doing. Well, what is the Holy Spirit doing? It's revival in different parts of the world, in different churches, and of course, revivals in our own heart. That's our prayer. We want revival. We want people to be revived by the Holy Spirit, to believe in Jesus, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, to speak in tongues. And my observation as a journalist, because I'm not a preacher, is that the closer people are to Jesus, the more they are led by the Holy Spirit, the more they support Israel, because they understand God's plans and purposes at the end of time. And we are looking for revival. We're praying for revival. You know, we cover this all the time in Charisma. I just wrote a book on COVID-19, this horrible pandemic we're going through. And the thing that came out of it again and again as I interviewed Christian leaders is that we're believing that a revival is coming. And I believe even this night of promise is an example of how people are rising up and saying, Lord, send us revival, not just in a church, not just in a denomination, not just in America, but around the world. And while I don't want to put what we do anywhere on par with scripture, I feel like Luke, who wrote Acts, he wrote the story of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And that would be my life's dream, to be able to report uh, firsthand this great revival that we believe is coming. And I just so appreciate all these ministries coming together. That's almost a miracle in itself, that so many people would come together for a great event like this. And of course, God is going to do it uh, in his timing and in his way. We can't tell the Holy Spirit to, what to do, but we know that we can pray and seek God and turn from our wicked ways and he will heal our land and he will send revival. So God bless you and God bless everyone who's involved in this great event. Now, if you study revival history, there has never been a revival that took place when a nation was prosperous. It has always been during a time of war and famine and plague when revival seemed to hit. It breaks my heart as we have seen our nation thumb its nose at God, saying, well, we're an enlightened people. We're rich, powerful, educated. We have science. We have no need of God. But now we find that these idols cannot save us. We have a virus that we cannot control. No vaccination to protect us. 
Yes, no cure. If we've ever needed God, boy, we need Him now. Now with this in mind, let me remind you that the first Pentecost happened in Jerusalem. The first followers of Christ were Jews. And the Bible teaches us that as we honor God's people, the Jews, as we support and pray for them and bless them, God in return has blessed us as nations and as people. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful if a 21st century Pentecost would break out here tonight? And years from now, we would look back at year 2020 and not remember it as a devastating year of the coronavirus, but the year of the corona revival that shook the world and spread throughout all nations. Shalom here from Jerusalem. My name is Jürgen Bühler. I'm the president of the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem. The Christian Embassy represents Christians from all over the world towards the Jewish people. We have offices in more than 90 nations and our mission is to comfort and to bless the Jewish people here in the land of Israel. We are your embassy right here in the land of Israel. And on this Shavuot, on this Pentecost holiday, I want to wish you a mighty blessing from Jerusalem. Where we are standing right now, we are looking at the very place where the first Pentecost was taking place. Right behind me, there is the Mount of Olives, and that's where Jesus was standing in the very last moments with his disciples. They asked him, said, Jesus, are you going to establish your kingdom now here on earth? And Jesus says, it's not your time or your business to know my time and my season, but if you stay here in Jerusalem, you will be empowered with the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God will enable you to bring this gospel to the whole world. Right here on the, on the other side, you see Mount Zion. That's the place where many believe that that's where the first Pentecost, the very first outpouring of the Holy Spirit was taking place. That's where the place took, that where the event took place that sent 12 young disciples out to the whole world and filled with the Holy Spirit, they changed and transformed the whole planet. And that's why the gospel of Jesus has reached your place and has come to your place. Now in this corona crisis in which we are finding ourselves right now, we see all over the world people are praying more than ever before. People realize there is something going on. We are living in the last days. We have to draw near to God. We hear that in some places there are new prayer meetings coming. We hear in China just yesterday I heard the report that people start reading the Bible like never before, some of them more than 10 chapters a day. There is a spirit of revival going all over the world. But talking about the last days, the greatest and the most exciting promise that we have is that God is going to pour out His Spirit again right on this planet. God says, I'm going to pour out a spirit of grace and supplication on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I honestly believe that this end time revival that God is sending all over the world actually will have its origin here in the land of Israel, right here in the city of Jerusalem. And I want even to say, if you want to be part of that great end time revival, that great 
end-time outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you need to have a relationship to what God is doing here in the land of Israel. You need to be connected to this nation. So I want to wish you many blessings here from Jerusalem. I want to encourage you to draw near to God. The Bible promises us as you do that, as you draw near to God, He also will draw near to you. And with this, I wish you a happy Pentecost, a blessed Shavuot right here from the city of the first Pentecost, from the city of Jerusalem. God bless you. I want to welcome now a true pioneer, a Jewish believer and leader in the body of Messiah in Israel, coming all the way to us from Jerusalem, the city of the great king. Here's Asher and Trader. You know, we've all been through some difficult times recently, and I do want to encourage you. But I have to tell you, times are likely to get much, 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 much worse. And so we've got to get a lot, lot, lot more encouragement on the inside. That's the way it works in the world. As we get closer to the end times around us, it's going to get more difficult. So we have to learn to be stronger on the inside. In fact, the times in the end will be so difficult. People even call that a time of tribulation. The tribulation is just a fancy word meaning trouble. And it actually comes first from a place in the prophets of Israel, from Jeremiah the prophet. Let me read you. This is uh, actually there's many places, but this is probably the most central quote on what we call the tribulation or the trouble. This is in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7. It says this, Oi, ki gadola yoma ume en kamov etzarai liyakov umimena yivasha. He says, whoa, for it will be a great day. There will be none like it. It is a time of trouble or tribulation, a trouble for Jacob, and out of it he will be saved. I want you to notice the good news and the bad news. The bad news is that times are going to get worse, more and more and more trouble. But somehow, when times get bad, human beings tend to turn a little bit more to God. When times are too easy, they turn, tend to turn away from God. So it's saying that in this great time of trouble and tribulation in the end times, Israel will be saved. And not only Israel, but many people in many nations around the world will also. So we have both good and bad, more tribulation, but also more salvation, more purifying of hearts. So we need to be ready for this time, both to be ready to go through tribulation and also to be encouraged to stand to see the will of God. Now, I just want to say also, when you think about it, that just I want you to, I want to just end with this one thought, so simple, but it's even shaking to me. And I've studied this for so long. I've, this has been my whole life. It says, in the time of trouble or tribulation, Jacob will be saved. So we have the salvation of Israel and the time of tribulation. The time of tribulation and the salvation of Israel. When are they? They are at the same time. Time of tribulation and the time of the salvation of Israel. So it'll be the best and the worst at the same time, not only for Israel, but for all the nations of the world. But let's remember, the salvation of Israel comes during the time of tribulation. During the time of tribulation, there is salvation for Israel. 
but this goes for the whole world together. So I want to encourage you with that. Be strong during this time. We are moving into more and more tribulation, but there will be more and more of the works of God. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob, but out of it he will be saved. And whatever that means on the global scale, I pray that for you and for me personally, in Yeshua's name, God bless you. There's another longtime friend of Israel, Pat Boone, who's been on the front lines and seen firsthand the truth of God's blessing over his many years of support and service to the Jewish people. Pat, please give us a word from your heart tonight. I know you're going to be hearing from a lot of good speakers, and I'm honored to be able just to add my two cents worth, or who knows, it may even be three cents. But this social distancing thing is a little prelude, and it's also a picture of what we've been doing with God in our nation. We have been distancing ourselves more and more from the one that we're now calling to please come back, please help us in this time of distress. And he's got our attention. Now he wants to know our intention. If I bring you back out of this, are you just gonna go back to what you call normal? You mean the normalcy where you take my name off everything? You mean the normalcy where you don't let a little kid say a, or kids say a prayer at the beginning of a school day? You want to take my name off your currency and expect it still to be the most valued currency in the world? You want to just remove me from public life because it's separation of church and state? Oh, if you want that normalcy, well, what am I bothering to rescue you from? You've had that already, and you can have it again, and you can have it in a lot deeper dimension. What we're experiencing now is a prelude of what is yet to come, and maybe not too far away. And it's a call now for you, unity, of course, for reaching out to our brothers, reaching out to God, asking for his help. But in, as we do this, I want us to please remember of our relationship with the Jews. And I'm looking here at Isaiah, a couple of the scriptures in Isaiah, where the prophet says, Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my elect in whom my soul delights, I put my spirit upon him. Who do you think he's talking about? We know who he's talking about. He's talking about Jesus, by the way. Jesus was a Jew. Jehovah is salvation will be his name, for he will save his people from their sins. Are you included in those people? If it weren't for the Jews, you wouldn't be. <laughs> so let's reach out to our friends and brothers and sisters in the Jewish nation and our neighbors up and down the streets. Let them know we serve their Messiah and that we're praying to their Messiah, our Messiah, for them as well as ourselves, for Israel as well as for America. God help us. Keep watching for more Night of Promise. This truly is a night of promise, and I'm excited about all that God is going to do um, for the Jewish people, um, for the Gentile people, and truly for the entire world. I keep hearing this phrase, this is unprecedented times. We are in unprecedented times. I, I get it. I understand what they're saying. But if you look at the history of the world, these times aren't unprecedented. We've gone through plagues before. We've gone through hard times before. We've gone through tragedies before. What I believe is unprecedented is the hope and the unification of the church right now. That is what is unprecedented right now of how we all could come together and see God do something miraculous. And if you trace this all the way back 2,000 years ago, you look at what happened. Look at, the, look at the Jewish people. Look at the believers of Jesus. Look at the disciples before Shabbat, before Pentecost. 
and after. Before, they loved Jesus, they believed in Jesus, they believed great things were going to happen, but they were scared. They operated in fear. After Pentecost, they become bastions of faith. I mean, they, they become unbelievable in what they're able to do. Before, literally, after the death, the burial, and the resurrection, they're hiding in a room, afraid of what could happen to them. After Pentecost, they're empowered. They're endued with power from on high, and they're able to walk into the face of anything, and many of them actually died martyrs' death because they were not willing to give up what they had been given. Here's my prayer for all of us during this season is that, yes, we've seen some fear before Shabbat. We've seen some fear before Pentecost. But after tonight, after Pentecost, we will see faith rise in the nations like never before. We'll unify. The Jewish people will come together with Gentile people from all over the world under the banner of Jesus Christ. And we will see miraculous things happen. If there's ever been a time for us to come together as a people and say now is the time for us to decide we will not go quietly into this dark night, but we will drive forward in faith, trusting that only God can get us through this. And if God is all we've got, then friends, God is all we need. And he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that's at work in us. And that happened on Pentecost and it's not over. It's still happening. And I believe it's going to happen this weekend, beginning tonight. You've been known for your miracles, people talking for millennia, telling stories. God, you've been known for your miracles, people singing of your wondrous deeds.
You have it within your power right now to help hurting families in Israel. Will you answer the call on this sacred appointed day of Pentecost? There are three ways you can give. Call 1-800-700-7000 or visit nidopromise.com. You can also text Israel to 80888 to give. Your generous gift of 150 $25 or any amount to Operation Blessing will go directly to saving lives and supporting the people of Israel. God has given His Word to you when you stand with Israel. I will bless those who bless you. God has promised you will be blessed as you bless God's beloved Jewish people. So call 1-800-700-7000. Go to nightofpromise.com or text Israel to 80888 to make your donation. The need is urgent because many in Israel are facing desperate need. So act now. So many people are fearful at this time because of the global pandemic, COVID-19. It has changed our world and our lives. We want to help build your faith during this trying time. So as a thank you for your gift of $25, $50, or any amount to Operation Blessing, we will rush you your very own copy of The Transforming Word. These recorded scriptures will be a great comfort to you and will help you to overcome fear and anxiety. Be a blessing and be blessed. You can stand together as one with the families of Israel during this difficult time. Call 1-800-700-7000 to show your support. You can also go to nightofpromise.com to give online, or you can text Israel to 80888. My name is Mike Bickle. I'm the leader of the International House of Prayer right here in Kansas City, Missouri. We've been praying 24-7 prayer with worship for just now over 20 years, and it is a joy to see the prayer movement just exploding around the world right now as the Lord is stirring up millions of believers to press into His heart in a new way and to come in unity with one another. I'm seeing Gentile and Messianic believers coming into a new unity around God's purpose in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel and the, and the salvation of the Jewish people and the global one billion soul harvest, it's all coming together right now. And in this COVID-19 crisis, many are moving into the Lord and responding. Now, I have something that might be new to some of you, something to say. There are 150 chapters in the Bible. Let me say that again. 150 chapters in the Bible, Old and New Testament in which the generation, the Lord returns is the primary subject, 150 chapters. And these 150 chapters from Genesis clear to the book of Revelation, they describe escalating darkness and pressure, 
But in the very same generation, there's an escalating manifestation of glory and power upon the people of God. And the escalation of light and darkness in the same generation has never happened in history like this, a revival far surpassing the book of Acts, but in context to great pressures. And there's these unique dynamics occurring in that generation. Well, the Lord is so gracious that He put a lot of information about those unique dynamics in these 150 chapters in the Bible. And so I've been calling believers to look these chapters up and to begin to see the storyline. It's a glorious storyline. I believe we are at a crossroads of history, a line of demarcation, even in this hour. And this Pentecost 2020 program, uh, Jonathan Burnus, thank you. Gordon Robertson, thank you for hosting this and calling the attention of millions of people to come together in a great spirit of faith, praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit at a greater level, the billion soul harvest, the unity of Jews and Gentiles in Yeshua coming together. Things are clearly progressing at this time of history. So right here from Kansas City at the International House of Prayer, we're standing with you and so many other believers as this new family dynamic is even emerging more and more. Hi, I'm Rabbi Daniel Lappin, absolutely fascinated by the least known of the Bible festivals, the holiday of Shavuot or Pentecost. I want to thank my good friend Jonathan Burness and Gordon Robertson for putting together this profoundly meaningful celebration of Shavuot and Pentecost. A mysterious day, because although it is the day of the first fruit, and although it is the day on which God gave his message to mankind through Moses on Mount Sinai, it is the day on which the Ten Commandments arrived in the world, its date isn't mentioned. After all, you can look through uh, Leviticus chapter 23, and you'll find the date of Passover and the date of New Year, Rosh Hashanah, and the day of Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and the date of Passover. But when it comes to Pentecost, all it says is you must count 50 days. And that's what Pentecost, of course, means in Greek. And what's so interesting about that, of course, is that uh, this is repeated not just once, but twice. Exodus chapter 34, Deuteronomy chapter 16. Seven weeks you must count. 49 days to the 50th day will be the holiday. Why? Inextricably linking that day to the holiday of Passover. You see, the big danger of freedom, the, day, the danger of Passover is that oppression and challenge and difficulty brings its own connection, its own unity. We're all in this together. And all of a sudden, freedom and what happens next? Everybody fractures off in their own direction. And so we have the holiday of Passover brings the freedom. And don't go away yet. Count day by day till you've got 50 days and now celebrate the holiday of Pentecost and Shavuot because this is the holiday of connection and of closeness. That's one of the reasons that the chosen book for the holiday of Pentecost is the book of Ruth, a book which has to do with connection, 
As a matter of fact, when uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt wanted to convey a message in the dark days of World War II in January 1941 to tell Churchill that America would help, he sent Harry Hopkins. And after dinner, Harry Hopkins said to uh, Prime Minister Churchill, you probably want to know what I'll be telling the, the, the president. And I will quote from that book to which we all pay homage. I, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your God will be my God. And Churchill wept because he knew what that meant. And the book of uh, Ruth is a book of connection in that way. The first chapter, Ruth says to Naomi, where you go, I will go. And that closeness is echoed throughout the entire book and the entire meaning of the holiday of Shavuot. Closeness, connection, and unity between all of us who are unified by the common value of the Judeo-Christian principles rooted in the Bible that we all love. I appreciate having the opportunity of standing shoulder to shoulder with all my brothers and sisters and being with you here on this occasion. Shalom, shalom. I'm Monique Brambach, Executive Director of the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations. Coming to you from Los Angeles, where I'm six months pregnant with my second son and also celebrating Shavuot which is like a wedding anniversary of sorts for the Jewish people. We take this very seriously. Think about it. We, the Jewish people, are the bride. God is the groom. The wedding canopy, Mount Sinai. The marriage contract, the Torah of Moses. The dowry, the land of Israel, our eternal inheritance. What's so cool to me about this holiday is the idea that God struck this unique covenant with us, knowing perfectly well that we would stray, we would rebel, we would abandon him over and over and over again. Still, in his great mercy, he chooses to bring us back to him over and over and over again. He chooses to restore us to our homeland, to revive us as a people. Through us, he sent the Messiah. I don't think this is just good news for me and my people. I think it's good news for you too. Because if God keeps his promises to the Jewish people, how much more so will he keep his promises to you and forgive you, no matter what you do, no matter what flaws or baggage you bring to your relationship with him? Now, this was a really important principle for the Apostle Paul. You know, he spends the entire letter to the Romans making the case that Gentiles can have confidence in God's promises only in light of God's faithfulness to his promises to the Jewish people. Think about it. If God would abandon us, what would stop him from abandoning you? If God is faithful to us, what stops him from being faithful to you? This is why Paul was constantly making trips back and forth to Jerusalem. And what was he doing on these trips? He was delivering aid from the churches that were across Europe. He really saw the Jewish believers in Jerusalem as like the beating heart of the global church. And their work and prayers and their thinking was going to deliver life and nutrients and blood to the wider body of Messiah. Finally, in the 21st century, we're beginning to see the manifestation of this dream that Paul had, which he laid out in the 15th chapter of Romans. I'm on my way to Jerusalem, bringing aid to the holy ones there. For Macedonia and Greece were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. 
In light of this principle, I want to thank you for supporting the Messianic Jews that you're connected with. Whether it's a ministry in Israel that's delivering aid to the poor, or it's a Messianic Jewish congregation in the diaspora, whoever it is, we need each other in order to finish the work of our Messiah. I want to wish you a beautiful holiday, and as we like to say, Chag Sameach. Hello, I'm excited to share what the Lord has shown me in this season for Israel and the nations. And this is what the Lord says, Israel, Israel, I am coming to restore and rebuild you. I am coming to expand your territory, says the Lord. And the Lord says, you have been through a season where I have been pressing you to seek my face, says the Lord. And the Lord says, there is going to be many, many powerful moves of God that are going to fill this great nation. And the Lord says there's going to be surprising alliances that you thought never could happen, but I am coming as a champion for you, says the Lord. I am coming to do what you cannot do for yourself, which you could almost not dream for, but the Lord says, watch and see, for as you seek my face, I am going to move among the nations of the earth in a season for your behalf. What a blessing. Jonathan Burness and all of you out there, it is such a blessing to be a part of what you're doing. I, I follow every month what you're doing, and I want to encourage others to do so. We have entered a new era. This era is about coming face to face and coming into that new place uh, where the sound of heaven is entering us. The roar, the triumphant sound of heaven is coming into God's people. It's causing us to rise up. This is a new era, an era where when his sound comes in us, we go out and we decree what he's saying. We have entered a new era. In August of last year, around Rosh Hashanah time, we always get before the Lord here. And the Lord began to say to us, you are moving into a modern day Passover time. And he began to just give us a list of things to watch. Watch China, watch Israel, watch Korea, watch how things began to move. Then he said there would be a plague-like condition at this, at this Passover in this new era, era, Passover 2020. We have watched that develop. But really what the real issue was is how the economic structure of the world and how the provision of God's people that will produce the vision for the future will rise up. I want to say to you, all of you out there that are listening, we are now in this era. God pulled us aside with a divine pause to get us into this place so we could cross over from Passover. Never in history had we experienced this in modern day history. So we're ready for the Pentecost that's coming. Pentecost is a glorious time and this is what makes it so important this year, in this era, we go beyond because we've entered a new era of Holy Spirit movement, a new wineskin 
for an explosive kingdom movement. What does that mean? That means the gift of Holy Spirit is going to manifest in us in a new way. It means Holy Spirit's going to oppose our enemies in a new way. But, you know, when you study, why would I say from Passover to Pentecost? Well, Pentecost is our harvest feast. It's the key this year. Now, let me show you an aspect of Holy Spirit that is so important for us to understand. We know him as the advocate. We know him as the person uh, that Yeshua, when he's seated in the heavenlies, he left here in the earth. But there's a better word when we start really describing Holy Spirit, and it's linked with this era of 80 in Hebrew that we've entered into, 5780. 80 is linked with the decree of the mouth, but it's also looking at the pay word. It's linked with Passover, it's linked with Purim, and it's linked with Pentecost. And when you look at this in Hebrew, you find something about Holy Spirit we don't talk about much. Peresh Kuf Lamed Alif means this. He is one who ends the curse. Listen, without Holy Spirit working in the earth, we can't break the power of the curse that's working against us. It actually means the one who ends the curse that was begun in my house. This is what I want to leave with you. Holy Spirit is now starting to move in a new way. We're coming out of this divine pause with a new manifestation of Holy Spirit and those curses that have worked in past generations in your house, we decree that Holy Spirit is going to break the power of those curses. We decree it in the head of government. We decree it in our White House. We say curses now. Get ready. After Pentecost, you're going to be addressed, and Holy Spirit will triumph. Yes. We bless you abundantly from uh, Global Sphere Center, Glory of Zion International. Bless you as you advance us. Keep watching for more Night of Promise. Peace to all of you during the season of Pentecost. We Messianic Jews or Jewish followers of Yeshua, also known this season as Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. The whole Jewish community celebrates the Feast of Weeks. We who know Yeshua or Jesus also celebrate Pentecost, which is the same holiday with a Greek name instead of a Hebrew name. You have to wait 1,500 years after the giving of the Torah or the giving of the law uh, to the Jewish people at Mount Sinai, and you can see the, the, the scrolls behind me, the scrolls of the law, the writings of Moses, uh, as I stand in a Messianic synagogue. So the 1,500 years that we wait, we waited for the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon us, that Yeshua might be lifted up, that Jesus would be lifted up, and we would be empowered to testify about his great name and the good news of peace that he brings. Friends, I want to share two miracles with you because God and his plan, his ordained plan, he has brought Jewish and Gentile people together to be one new humanity in him, in Yeshua, our Messiah. The two miracles almost in my lifetime are these. The first miracle 
is the return of the people of Israel to the land of Israel. Why is that such a miracle? Because we've been scattered through all the nations for the past 2,000 years. And just almost in my lifetime, the nation of Israel has returned and we have restored the nation as now a nation state. But it's our homeland. God has brought us back. It's a miracle. The second miracle, a little bit less known, is the return also of the people of Israel to the Messiah of Israel. I am one of those, but there are many, many, even up to over a million of us Jewish people who believe in Yeshua. And we are ready to be in unity with our Gentile Christian brothers and sisters. Hopefully, this will bring you some comfort because God is doing miraculous things. While some of us are stuck home during this pandemic, God is on the move. And I'm reaching out to you with words of comfort and encouragement and also to say, Baruch Hashem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Yeshua, our Messiah, is coming soon. Be comforted, my brothers and sisters. Shalom. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Rabbi Jonathan. God bless you from the Garden Tomb. Ghana Kever. I couldn't think of another place. This place is closed uh, for tourists, but I live here. I, I thought, man, what, a, what, a, what place should I go to, to to share a song with you all? And I thought, the Garden Tomb. So my friends here let me come in and... And I'm uh, just honored to get to worship with you today. I want to share this song. Uh, it's called Hoshiana. When Messiah came in riding on a donkey, they said Hosanna. But in Hebrew, they were saying Hoshiana. And our Savior, his name is Yeshua, which means salvation. Yeshua means salvation. And God sent him as our salvation. I'm standing here at the garden tomb, uh, at the place that is empty. It's not, he's no longer here. It's empty because he has risen. He is our salvation. We cry out to him, Hoshiana, which means save, please. This is from Psalm 27. The Lord's my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord's my light, my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I be?
Oceana We cry out for your salvation Oh, we cry Amen. We have nothing to be afraid because there's power in the name of our Messiah, Jesus, his name, Yeshua. God bless you from the Garden Tomb. Shavuot, Shalom, Jonathan. This is God's servant, Marcelo. I'm greeting you in the name that is above every name. This season, when God poured out the Holy Spirit. He gave birth to the church. It was the greatest miracle up till that day, except when our Savior gave his life as a sacrifice for us. You know, this time of Pentecost was greater even than the parting of the Red Sea or bringing down the great walls of Jericho. God 
I believe, is using this present pandemic season to release the power of Pentecost. And it's a special time for all of us to unite together and for God to answer the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, 23. May God use your celebration to bring this to pass. And we must never forget, we have to stand with Israel as never before. Israel is suffering in her economy, in employment, and in substance. We remember how God chose Jerusalem to use this Pentecostal time to pour out His Spirit. The 50 days since Pesach. And then fulfillment came. And you and I and all who love Israel are standing with her as never before during this Pentecostal season. Many of us have understood and walked in, I trust, the promise that God gives to Abraham in Genesis 12, that if we will bless Abraham and his descendants, we will come under a blessing. I believe one of the things that's happened in my life is that I'm under an intense blessing because of my love for Israel and the Jewish people. But perhaps you haven't heard this one out of Romans the 15th chapter. This one is really, really strong. In verse 27, Romans 15, for if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. We owe it to the Jews. That's the word of God. This night is absolutely a God thing. Let's bring together our gifts to Israel to help in those that are unemployed, in all kinds of humanitarian aid, to Holocaust survivors, to the new immigrants, to those in need. Let's bless them and glorify our God in Jesus' name. Shalom. I'm Maurice Sklar, and I would like to play for you Hatikva. That means the hope. It's the Israeli national anthem.
I want to thank you for joining us for this very special night of promise. For Gordon Robertson, this is Jonathan Burnus wishing you a very good night in Yevarechacha Adonai Vishmarecha. May the Lord bless you and keep you.